Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. We help business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing so you can thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion and make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Please take a moment and visit our website, www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. You'll find hundreds of episodes covering a breadth and depth of topics relevant to you as a business creator and links to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. And now, here's today's episode. Let's get started. My name is Adam Homie. I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. For this week's episode of Business Creators Radio, we're going to do a little bit of a change of pace. Previously, we've covered some topics that some might call spiritual or supernatural. Our listeners who tune in every week may be aware that several months ago, we had an episode where I interviewed a medium who uh, walked me through a conversation about my meetings with dead people. So yes, we do have some fun on the Business Creators Radio Show that goes above and beyond how to run an ad. Today, we are going to be speaking with a spirit medium, a good friend of mine. His name is Daniel Martin Jackson, and it's going to be about why we are here and what is our purpose. Now, you may think, well, isn't that a question about what the podcast episode is about? No, no, that's the title. Why are we here and what is our purpose? These are answers we're going to endeavor to move toward during our time together. So let me just tell you a little bit about Daniel. His name is Daniel Jackson, otherwise known as Spirit medium Daniel. He's been surrounded by spirit his entire life, but the the ability to communicate with spirit bloomed when he turned 50. Now as an intuitive reader, he communicates with spirit and angels, notably the archangels. He's able to confirm spirit crossings, provide spiritual consult and guidance for those seeking help with life's problems. He's also able to retrieve answers for people who feel they have lost their way spiritually and emotionally. The answers he retrieved were received from the archangels, which is ultimately the way of God. So Daniel Jackson, come on in. The weather's fine. How are you, uh, Adam? I am doing great. And the weather is not so fine here, but we will survive. Well, uh, we're in Las Vegas summer. So if you need a few degrees, we can spare them. I could use a few degrees. It's fact, raining. It, it's fact, here. In fact, I'd probably be happy to send you a couple degrees uh, just to <laughs> take some of the I'm edge sure off. I'm sure you would. I'm sure you <laughs> yeah. would. Dry heat is still heat, my friend. Oh, yeah. But dry heat's got to be better than this humidity I have out here. Right. Okay. So let's, uh, this is going to, I'm going to take a little bit of a unique approach to this. You gave me some guidance on sure. how to help get the information out of you. But we're going to start by asking you the same question that we ask everybody else. I read off your official bio. It is so powerful that I'm not sure that I'm worthy to be in this conversation and this is my show. So what we're going to do here is we're going to take a step back and we're going to ask you, tell us in your own words, a bit about your journey, what's brought you to where you are today. And I know you work with entrepreneurs. So serving business creators from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion, making a difference for your community market and audience. Well, um, the way I uh, found out about all this, well, from the very beginning, uh, as a child, uh, I grew up in a town in New Jersey, a small town, 
And in that town was a battlefield. We were right across the river from Philadelphia. And um, because of, I'm guessing from that battlefield, in and around my neighborhood, uh, a few of the houses, we, were, we had what you would call haunted house. Uh, we were seeing all kinds of spirit. Uh, I remember a story uh, that my sister was getting ready for school one day and she went to look in this full length mirror with my mom. And when she looked in the mirror, there was another woman standing in the mirror. So, wow. Yeah, we had instances like that all the time happening. I uh-huh. remember having a friend over and he he heard about this, this stuff from uh, all the other neighbors and he came over and he wanted to experience himself. And then all of a sudden, the stereo in our house just turned on and it turned on a record so you know back in those days you had to lift that record up and it would drop down i'm and actually it, old enough i'm actually oh, old enough yeah i had a turntable of my own it, it scared the living daylights out of him and he ran out of my house and i uh, never wanted to come back and after a while uh we just got used to it we all got used to it, the whole family uh but it, there was eventually a time when we moved out of that home and i moved down here in where i live now which is delaware and moved into a home in this town, Milford. And, but I started having more of these occurrences. Uh, no one else was. It was, just, it was just me and my mom and my dad, and no one, they weren't having any problems. I was having all these occurrences to a point where I had one that really shook me was I used to play in a rock band and I came home from playing and I laid down in bed. It was like maybe four or five o'clock in the morning. And when I did, Something laid down in the bed next to me. And this happened three or four times because I got got up and looked around and there was nothing there. And that one last time that I laid down, whatever it was that was there, picked up the comforter that I had on me and pulled it up and shook it above me in the air. And I couldn't I couldn't get a, a word out of my mouth. I was scared. I was frightened. And it just shook it and shook it. And all of a sudden it dropped. And for the next two years after that, I slept on the couch. Uh, so, uh, and it was things like this throughout the rest of my life, but I was seeing things all the time. Every time I would drive down the street, I'd get a chill up my spine. I'd turn around and look, uh, there's a graveyard. Or I went to a friend's house one time. He said, I, I, I know you, you sense these types of things. Can you, I had this thing going on in my apartment. Can you come take a look for me? And I said, sure. And he goes, it's in that room back there. And I walked back there and the room was freezing cold. And I just got this sense of anger in there. And I left that room and went outside back to him. I said, you need to move out. Uh, And it it just, but from then on, as I got older, it was just, it was happening all the time uh, to a point when I turned that uh, point, when I was getting ready to turn 50 years old, my wife had left and went to uh, visit her daughter. And I was down here in the basement coming to get my cat, my beautiful cat. And uh, he was in the middle of the room. And I said, come on, buddy, let's go. And he turned around and looked to his right. And I turned to my left, seeing what he was looking at. And this big wall of blackness just appeared in, in the middle of the room. And then I saw a man walk out of the, that wall of blackness. He was all black. He had this big hat on, like a cowboy hat. And I could see his chin and his and his face, and I could see he had these red eyes and this big long coat, and he walked across the room. But the strange part about it was he had a perfect stride, but the man didn't have any feet. And he walked all the way across the room, went to the corner of the room and disappeared. And I was like, what was that? And then all of a sudden the blackness just disappeared. And then I was just seeing a lot of crazy things. What we would would think, or we were taught 
that were horrible things. I was seeing green mist and skulls pouring out of the walls. I was wow. seeing these, yes, yeah, seven foot skeletons in my room. I, I went to sleep one night because I was yeah. seeing so much. My wife, we took a camera that could have, that had night vision on it and she set it up in the room and turned it on and she went out into the living room. I went to bed and then I felt someone touching me when I rolled over. There was a seven, seven foot skeleton standing next to me with his hands on me. And me being curious, I, I sat up and said, what do you want with me? What are you doing? And it backed up and looked at me and it like disappeared into the wall. I went and got my wife. I said, we need to check that camera. So she checked her phone and there was no, no signal on the phone. So she came into the room and when she did, we checked the camera and it turned the camera off. And I was... I was going crazy at this point. I, I think I thought maybe I was going crazy at this point. We had a paranormal group come to the house. They came to the house. They showed up in their little van. And when I saw them and they had their little sign on the van, I just thought to myself, looking outside, going, I don't want to be this kind of famous because, you know, everybody here is going to think I have the Blair Witch Project going on in my house and I don't want that. Yeah. And it was just freaking me out. So they, they came into the house and, uh, they set up these little module things. They had these little antennas on them. And I said, what do they do? And they said, well, that's, they set off by uh, static electricity. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, watch. I rubbed, he rubbed his hand on the couch and then waved them over and they went, bloop, made all this noise. I was like, wow, that's pretty neat. And uh, I said, okay. So they wanted to take a tour of the house. And then I, I said, well, I get a lot of the activity in the bedroom. So I went to walk in, that, in the bedroom. As soon as I walked in, two seconds after I walked in, Every one of those things just went bloop and lit up. And I was like, what's going on here? And they were, they were stunned as well. That There was a woman there who was taking pictures on a digital camera. And she took like 25 pictures. And I said, what do you got on there? Because she was pointing at it to, to one of the other guys. And she said, well, I'm not really supposed to tell you until the big reveal. But I'll show you because we have some stuff going on here. And she just flipped through all of the pictures. And every one of them was a picture of me walking around the house talking to the people in the group. And in each one of the pictures, there, wow. were, there were light orbs around me in every single one of them. Right. And I was like, okay. And then they had me go in the bedroom and pretend I was sleeping in the dark. And they brought this, this uh, machine in there called an ovulus. And it has a, a vocabulary of like 5,000 words. And when energy comes into it, it spits out words. And so I went in there and it was, in, it was dark in there and they set it down. And next thing you know, we just started having a, a 10 minute conversation. Uh, uh, what, what was, whatever was in that room, it was saying words like unique and special and energy. And one time it said the word road. And I was like, and I thought to myself, road, but it said road. And then two seconds after it said that word, a car went right past the house. And I was like, uh-huh okay this is real now this is really getting real so all that stuff was going on but the issue i had was i didn't need to know i had spirit in the house i just needed to know why i had so many spirit in the house so I, eventually i found uh, a, a couple of mediums like four or five mediums every one that i went to none of them knew each other but every single one of them told me the same story about me. And that's when it just, it really clicked to me. And they said, spirit comes to me 
because they believe that I am the light into heaven because they see my light. I'm so shiny that I shine brighter than everyone else, like a beacon of light. And it's like a, like a moth to a flame. So they come to me. Now I have a gift to be able to see them, but I see so many because they are always around me. One of the, one of the people that came over to my house was also a medium. She said, it's like a frat house here of spirit because and I said, well, how do I remedy that? And she said, you can't because no matter where you go, they are. So one of the things I try to tell people all the time when I'm talking about all this stuff, I say, if you ever want your house to be haunted, just let me walk in because it'll be haunted in about 10 minutes. And wow, that's, just, yeah, yeah, they look at me like, whoa, what the heck, you know, so. Yeah, this is an area that I have an understanding of from having been on the receiving end of some of it sure so i've always found it very fascinating to me i've had uh i've had dreams where people were delivering me messages yes. i've had conversations with the apparitions of people who are obviously dead but uh, i could have sworn they were right there in a room with me and to this day i believe they were uh okay. i've yeah i've also uh i've also had uh, scenarios where i've been aware of presence in the room that could not be explained by anybody else who was in the house or in the building at the time. It was something other than the other people in the building. But do you know why you were having the dreams with these people? Because I can explain that for you. Okay. Um, eventually, the answers to all were revealed one way or another. Uh, but what would be your explanation? The explanation for that is, is when you're dreaming, when you're, when you're asleep at night, the same way you are if you are doing meditation, when you are dreaming, you are in a lucid state. So, and when you're in this state, your soul actually rises up out of your body. And that's why there's no judgment because in heaven, there's also no judgment. The only ones who judge are people. Okay. Right. So when you're sleeping, your, your soul rises up out of your body. It's tethered to your body. Well, the person that you're dreaming of, the person who you know who has passed away, is actually standing right next to you at that time. And what they are doing is connecting with your soul, and that's why you're having those dreams of that person, and that's why they are able to bring you the messages. But the secret part about that is, as I tell people sometimes that I, I think can handle it is, if you would actually like to see that person, because sometimes if your mom or your dad who has passed away, the secret to that is, is to wake yourself up. Because I guarantee if you wake yourself up, you will turn around and you'll see that person right next to you. That's what you need to do next time. Yeah, this is something that actually comes up in a lot of entrepreneurial discussion, using the power of dreams yes. to affect our mindset our motivation, yes. our concentration, everything that entrepreneurs need to be successful, which is the answer to the question, why is spirit medium Daniel on the business creators radio show? This folks is the answer right here among others, which will be revealed over the course of the next half hour or so is, um, you know, I myself uh, tend to be susceptible to very vivid dreams. In fact, I had one, I had a whopper of one just two nights ago that, uh, <laughs> and basic and basically uh it was so powerful that I twice became aware that I was in a dream and was able to keep myself in the dream rather than wake up from it. Right. 
which is which is something that candidly is kind of hit or miss with me. Sometimes I get lucky and sometimes it just slips by before I have a chance to do anything about it. And uh, long story short, uh, this one was so powerful that I was able to remember it in detail two hours later. And I found myself compelled to write it down, start to finish, and then review it and make notes on it looking for the lessons. And basically... What it all came down to was that uh, I have cheerleaders that I've not even been thinking about lately that I should be because they can be partners for me and that a major breakthrough for my business is right around the corner. And just in the conscious life, as I feel right now, in some ways I'm being tested to see how bad I really want this. Yes. That yes, the dream verified. Yes, I am being tested. Absolutely. And uh, and the more I just forge through on it, the sooner I'm going to get to the success that is inevitably going to be mine. And you're doing the right thing. You're doing the correct thing because I tell people about this all the time when they're having dreams. Because sometimes we don't pick up the signs in our regular daily lives when we're awake and walking around. And spirit uh-huh. tries to bring these signs to us, but see, we don't pick up on it. And because we don't pick up on it, you know, we, we're not, we don't know what to do next because with spirit, your spirit guides are helping you. The, the most important thing is to listen to what they have to say and to follow through. So since you are getting those messages in dreams, again, like that lucid state, you would be in meditation. They're bringing it to you as much as they can. But lucky for you, you are able to keep yourself in that dream. Whereas like sometimes people have a problem doing meditation, can't keep themselves in meditation. But the best part is, is you're doing the thing you're supposed to do, which is write it down and then try to decipher it. And then sometimes you have same dreams over and over and over again. And that gives you more information or other dreams that link together. And that gives you more information. And then you write it all down. And eventually it will make sense for you. And obviously it has made sense for you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I had this experience two days ago, the first thing I did was turn to some of my friends in business. It didn't occur to me to reach out to a medium or a hypnotherapist or anything like that because I knew what was going on here. I instinctively understood what it was and I knew that they would also understand. So I confidentially shared my write-up with two people and they said, yep, they both said variations of, yep, I've been noticing this. I didn't want to say anything. Well, another thing, another reason why you're, you're, you're able to do this is because you are aware of these instances going on. You are, you are in tune with yourself. And that's a big problem in this world. A lot of people just are not in tune with themselves. They are not aware of these things. They believe that you know, there's devils and demons and and all this other stuff that TV and movies have convinced them into thinking. They, I, I try to tell people all the time, spirit are not, you know, nuns coming at you with a knife. They are not right. clowns coming out of the storm drains. They are people just like us. And they are coming back through here into this realm, trying to help us. They are here to ease us through our lives. They are not here to fix your life. If you have messed up your life, it's up to them. You know, it's up to you to fix that. But they will try to ease you through it the best you can. But 
that doesn't always happen because not everyone listens to their spirit guide. And not all, not all, not everyone, because your spirit guides are connecting with your soul, which is connecting with your body. That what that's what runs your body. It's like a, a radio and a battery. If you take the battery out of the radio, the radio doesn't work. If you take the soul out of the body, this the body doesn't work. But when right. you have that, that soul in there and the body in there, and if you're paying attention to all these spirit coming to you and connecting with you, then you will actually have better things happen to you more good things will happen to you but a lot of people just don't do that because they don't believe in anything you know and you got to have faith in something that if yeah. it's not just yourself you got to have faith in something and a lot of people just don't you know what i find you know what i find ironic is <laughs> and this is not a general role but i have seen examples of this uh people who profess to believe in god but then dismiss everything we're discussing as woo-woo. It's like, <laughs> right, and right. Partic and particularly those who, like me, uh, believe in the Christian God. So we right. believe in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, formerly right. called the Ho Holy Ghost. Right. So you're literally worshiping uh, a, a deity that has three separate entities, one of which is a spirit or a ghost. And you're right. dismissing the role of spirits and ghosts in your everyday life well, while, pray I'll while praying to one. I, I will tell you why, and I'm not to, not going to poo-poo on that too much. No, 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 not, no, no. I'm just simply looking for understanding is all. Because, because most religions out there tell you to not speak to ghosts, even though, even though they do say and do, they do recognize the Holy Ghost, but they tell people don't speak to ghosts because when right. you're speaking to ghosts, you're speaking to evil. They tell, they say in some of the books out there, don't speak to mediums because when you speak to mediums, they speak to spirit and they are also speaking to evil and they are what they call necromancers and, and all this. And we are liars yeah. and, 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 and thieves and all that stuff, but they're there. Why not reckon that? I, I know there was a study out there not too long ago. Uh, I think it was the Catholic religion that finally said that uh, spirits are are real and 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 the soul is real and I was so happy when that they said that, but they still they still don't want you to talk to them. So it, I don't know why. I mean, they they could be helped so much. Everyone could be helped so much, but they're so afraid of it. But but that's the one big thing about this about what I do and and what other people do is people are very afraid of things that they don't understand. You know, there was, a, there, was, there was a thought process behind my decision to move to Las Vegas, but the actual events that catalyzed me making the decision happened literally overnight one night. So I've been thinking for years of moving mm. from uh, Pennsylvania mm. out toward the West Coast because I was flying out here a lot and I was floating ridiculous amount of travel expenses. And uh, when I came out to this part of the country, it felt like I was going home. And when I went back to the Pittsburgh area, it felt like I was going out of town. So it was like, I was out of alignment with where I felt I needed to be. Sure. But I, yeah, I've been plotting in the back of my mind. Yeah, one of these days. Yeah, one of these days. And year after year after year went by. Well, it so happened in uh, 2013. I think it was like the day after Independence Day, if I remember correctly. I had a dream. And, that, and for context, uh, and this becomes important in a second. I was 36 years old at the time. And I had a dream that I was... I was that I was speaking with 
the manager of the Wendy's I worked at when I was in college. Hmm. And uh, he said, right before I woke up, he said, I'll see you in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't, no, I didn't know what was up with that. Oh, th- <clears throat> Daniel, this gets better. This gets better. There, there, there's a reason why Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy, which is my book, is co-dedicated to him. Um, I thought, hey, you know what? Uh, I know I was like a teenager when I worked for him, but I'm a man now, so... He's a colleague of mine. I think I'm going to look him up, give him a call and find out what he's up to. See, you know, see what he's doing in business. Is he still working in fast food? He's moved on to something else. Well, he was moving on to something else. You want to guess where he was going? Hmm. Geez. Uh, I could take one guess, but. Uh, Try me. Yeah. Not of this earth anymore. Into the ground that very morning. What yeah. I found was his obituary stating that that morning he was being buried. Yeah. He came to you and talked to you. Yeah. Because he made a difference in your life. And in, in some way, you made a difference in his life too. And he wanted to say goodbye. But he wanted to give you a sign and say, hey, you know what? I think you need to be here. He was trying to help you. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what he's trying to do. He's just trying to help you. Yeah, that's he, how that that's kind of how I interpreted it, actually. Uh, yes, and, because, and 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 when in the conscious mind, I thought. Remember, I said that when this happened to me, I was thirty six years old. Yeah. It also occurred to me consciously that he was thirty six years old when I had begun working for him eighteen years earlier. Wow. So wow. basic. So basically, <laughs> what it was saying is. I'm now the age he was when I began working for him. So candidly, what he's telling me to do is get my ass in gear. Yeah. Yeah. Stop waiting around. What do you wait? Yeah. Because as you said, you know, oh, I was going back and forth and back and forth and maybe one day and maybe one day. And <clears throat> the thing with spirit is where they are, as opposed to where we are, there's no space and time where they are as we are. We, we live by time here in space. But where they are, they understand things a little bit more. You don't become superhuman or anything like that when you do pass away, but you do know a little more. You are understanding of where you are. You're aware, but they do know a little more and they know a little more about you further on down the line. And I think that's exactly what he was trying to do. He was trying to give you that extra kick in the butt that said, you know what, this is where you need to be. This is where you're going to succeed. Yeah. And my, I mean, it's still an ongoing process. I don't think there's anything. It's not an ongoing process, but my life has changed immeasurably since I got out here. And one of the things is, is uh, in the seven and a half years I've lived here, I feel like I'm home. It's like, it's like, I feel like I'm in the place where I belong. And when I travel away from Las Vegas, it now feels like I'm going out of town. And when I return to it, it feels like I'm coming home rather than the reverses, which is what it used to be. Well, that's because, again, like I said, that's your spirit guides who are connecting with your soul, which connects with your body. That's telling you this is the place to be. That's why you always kept getting that feeling that I need to go out there and stay out there because they were trying to tell you that. It's just like I said, we don't always listen all the time, but we eventually will. Some of us, some of us don't. But the ones who are aware, some of us who are in tune with these things will listen and you eventually listen but you needed a little bit of a kick in the butt and and he came back to tell you 
Yeah, well, I'm, I'm grateful. I can tell you that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, so Ashley, I have been planning to ask you about how dreams play into the, in, play a role in all this when you just sort of preceded me and uh, transitioned <laughs> right into dreams. So, uh, so that just all that shows Daniel's your genius level because we're thinking alike. Well, you know, I always say all the time, uh, people who tell the truth are always busy. And the reason we're always busy is because people always want to listen to people who tell the truth. Yeah. And, you know, that that brings up an interesting point, too. And this is, by the way, this is what I love about the Business Creators Radio Show. These shows are longer. I keep them in audio form, audio only format because I like to get really comfortable when I do them because uh, the discoveries come pouring out. This goes back to what I've been saying for years. Uh, I argue there's no such thing as the truth. There are facts right. that can be proven, demonstrated to be reality. However, truth is what each of us perceives through our own vision and senses as a result of our own education experiences and what we've gone through in life. Why polygraphs are, generally speaking, not considered reliable in court hearings is because because lie detectors, uh, polygraph machines, don't fact check. So, no. if you, so, if, so, so if the examiner uh, asks you a question and you answer it, it's not going to check facts. It's not going to go to some news site uh, or review footage or anything like that. What the polygraph is going to do is look for signs of prevarication, which simply means that it's going to look for evidence in your tells, such as increases in or decreases in your heart rate, whether you start squirming, whether you are, your skin temperature changes, a lot of other things that are tells that you are manufacturing an answer rather than giving your authentic answer. So if you, honest to God, believe that the earth is flat, the polygraph examiner asks you if the world is round and you say no, that can be registered as a truthful answer. If three people look at the same incident that took place they look at it from different angles. They saw different things. They all independently take polygraphs. They give different and mutually contradictory answers, and they all pass because right. that's what they saw from their angle. Therefore, for them, it is truth. It may not be the complete picture of all the facts, but it's truth because that's what they saw. And it's also from their perception either because yes. also because each person perceives things a different way, like when we were kids, my mom and dad would say, why can't you be like your brother? I'm not like my brother because he perceives things differently than I do. So, yeah. you know, and that machine is not going to pick up perception. No, no, it's going to pick up prevarication or, la or absence thereof. The right. absence thereof is what you're aiming for if you want to pass. Right. Just, you know, just like in the world, you know, I'm a diabetic. I take medicine and sometimes yeah. the medicine I take is, is for across the board diabetics, but I have had something, uh, a medication uh, that I took one time that everybody was okay, but only maybe 3% would get really sick. Well, now it's 4% because, <laughs> because I got all the bad symptoms from it and could no longer take it. But you can't find these things out unless you find these things out. But yeah, you just never know because there's always going to be a difference with every single person. That's why I always say, you know, I, I worked in prison for six years and have been around uh, quite a few people. And you never, ever know what's going through anyone's mind because you just you can't tell it. Somebody you could be standing in front of someone and they could look 
perfectly normal, what you think is perfectly normal. And inside, they could be screaming inside, but you would never know because they're just putting on that good act. And it's, yep. and, and it's due to that perception of what you perceive from that person, but you just never know. Yeah, I, I became aware of this phenomenon uh, maybe 25 years ago when I had a friend who I knew at the time. And I was just hanging out with him, just real casual. Uh, and he said, I just want you to know, I'm currently right now in the middle of a full-blown panic attack. Oh, my gosh. And he, sa- and he said that as casually as if he was commenting on uh, the game that was on TV. Right. Which right. proves your point that a panic attack doesn't mean you're hyperventilating and rolling no. around on the floor. It can be something that happens silently within you, where on the outside you look serene. Yes, absolutely. And you, you could just, you could, you would never know. And, and so what do you do at that point? You just, what did, what did you do at that point? I said, uh, that's, I, 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 I mean, I didn't know what to say. So I basically said, I, let me think about this. I think what I said was something to the effect of just checking to make sure he was all right. And if he needed right. anything, sure. I mean, cause yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know what else to do. And I, and I mean, he was somebody I hung out with, but I didn't know him like that, where right. I felt it would appro- it appropriate to probe and learn more about panic attacks from him. Oh, yeah, no, but you but the but the basic skills of the human are going to kick in and say, are you OK? Is there anything yeah. I can do for you? I want, can, we, can we make sure that you're going to be able to get home safely? That type of thing Because Yeah, we're we're not all doctors and nurses and stuff like that to be able to take people take care of people that young but yeah we can the basic instincts can kick in so we just we want to make sure we can take care of each other that's all yeah yeah certainly so um okay i have to ask this uh simply because we've come this far we've spoken about mediums we've spoken about spirits we've spoken about dreams i have to ask (laughs) what we colloquially think of as ghosts what's going on And after we do this one, I have one more for you, but let's do ghosts first. So you want to know what ghosts basically are? Yes. Okay. So everyone has a ghost inside of them. And I have to repeat this to some people till I'm blue in the face because they want to ask me questions. Can you get this answer about my mom? Can you get this answer about my dad? Sure. And, uh, and I'll get answers for them. And then they say, where do ghosts come from? And I say, what do you mean where the ghost comes from? You just wanted me to get answers about your mom and dad who are, who are ghosts right now. But you're asking me where you will eventually become a ghost. I will. Yes, you will, because that's what's inside of you. Your soul is what becomes a ghost. And all that is, is your soul is leaving your body when your body expires and moving on to the next realm. And the basic way it's going to happen, because I tell people all the time, it doesn't make a difference the way that you pass away, because if you can get hit by a car or fall off the top of a building or get a debilitating disease or get what we call now COVID-19, all that is is a facilitation in order for your body to pass away. That's all it is, because I know everybody out there is worried about certain things, and but there's one thing we all have in common. Everyone is going to die. You just are. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. You have a little bit of control over the quality of your life, but no control over the quantity. When it's your time to go, it just is. So what will happen is basically you will fall asleep, you will wake up, you will look down, you will see your body, 
you'll take a step to the left and go, I guess I don't need that anymore. You'll look to the right and you will see a super bright white light. Everyone gets a personal light. And when you see that light, walk in. Because if you don't and you take a second guess, you will remain here as an earthbound spirit. And the ones who are remaining here as an earthbound spirit, as as many people that cross over into the light, there's that many people who don't. And there are gazillions of them. And I actually see them. And they are just walking around, mulling around, looking at each other. They interact with each other and they talk to each other. But that's all they do. And that is the only thing to do there. The only issue there is it's not a real bad place, but there are a lot more negative energies. These are the people who have not crossed over because uh, they thought they were going to go to hell or they were, they were told they were a bad person or they thought they were going to be judged and all that stuff because God doesn't judge us. Uh, he ju we judge ourselves a thousand times a day. Why does he need to do it once more? Because he doesn't. So what happens is these negative energies, these people who, who are here in the world, they, they gossip about everybody and cause a lot of problems or just angry people. They see that light and they go, oh, I don't want to go there. And they stay here. And there are a lot more of them there. And then like here, if there's a negative person around you, you can walk away. While there, it's harder to get away from them. Right. But, there are just people, there are just gazillions of them just walking around. And they are the spirits that you see uh, that are walking around in the haunted houses or in the, in the haunted prisons. But I have news for everybody. And that news is no matter where you go, no matter what you do, you wake up in the morning, you have your breakfast, uh, you have your coffee, you get ready for work, you, gotta, you gotta take a shower, do all that stuff. And then you go to work and you do your job and then you come home and you eat dinner and you watch TV and you go to bed and you wake up and do it all over again. Yep. Spirit is everywhere you are. You don't have to go to a haunted house or a haunted jail or something like that. They are everywhere you are and they are watching you because people talk about that. They say, oh, I feel like someone's watching me. They are watching you, but don't worry about it because they don't care what you do because they don't have to do it anymore. They don't sleep, they don't eat, they don't breathe, they don't, they don't smoke cigarettes, they don't do any of that stuff. They're just walking around. Now, those are the ones who haven't crossed over, but the ones who have crossed over, the, only, the reason you are crossing over is because you're gonna let go of your pain, your anger, your sorrow, your grief, your guilt, all that anger, anguish, all of it. But in order to cross over, you have to let go of that. And some of them don't wanna do that, so they remain here, but the other ones, you cross over but what that is is that is your soul that's what a ghost is i just call them spirit because they when i talk to them they don't like to be called ghosts but uh so yeah. i just call them, call them spirit but that that's what a spirit is everyone has one inside of them the spirit that is inside of you now does not look like you it looks like you the last time you were here because everyone I, you can call it reincarnation. You can call it which, whatever you want. Everyone comes back. And the reason they come back is because you are here to learn lessons and fulfill a purpose. And you can learn all the lessons in your life. You could pick up a, a, a can and put it back down. And that's a lesson. You could pick up a can and drop it. And that's another lesson. It's not a good lesson or a bad lesson. It's just a lesson. But it's fulfilling the purpose. That's why we are here. And most people don't fulfill their purpose because uh, they get off track with things. They, 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 they 
don't do the things that they are supposed to be doing in their life. And the things that we are supposed to be doing in our life, our purpose is the same. Everyone has the same. No one has a purpose different than someone else that's going to make them look better than someone else because then that's bringing your ego into it and changing it. You are here. I'm here. Everyone that you look around you has all been to heaven, has all had to come back because they didn't fulfill their purpose. And your purpose is, is because you are here to help people, but just for the sake of helping them. And I mean, physically helping them, not just opening a door and saying hello, but physically helping them. And that's why we keep coming back into more bodies again. We come back here to learn our lessons and to do that, to learn physical lessons, you have to be in a physical body. But where does spirit come from? It's inside of you. That's where it comes from. And then it just goes yep. to another realm. And when it, if you have to come back, then you have to come back. But if you fill that purpose, if you've, if you've helped enough people in your life, then that's the goal. And I try to get people on, on track with that because there are, two, there are two lives you can live. If you, don't, if you don't fulfill your purpose, if you're not helping people in this life, you, you will stay on the alternative path, which will lead you to come back here. And you don't want to do that again because life isn't always easy. It's not rainbows and, and uh, unicorns, but life is kind of hard sometimes. So, but if you stay on the correct path and you fulfill that purpose, you don't have to come back again. And that's what we need to do. And that's, that's the message I try to convey to everyone is to stay on that correct path. But yeah, there are spirit everywhere. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. No, no, yeah. Uh, yeah. We are uh, running uh, toward the end here. And there's, there's, there are two more questions I have for you. The first one, I'm, okay. The first one I'm going to take a shot at. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I occasionally experience, and this has been a case for me my whole life, what I believe are classic night terrors. This is the thing where I become conscious I'm in, a, I'm in a dream and all that stuff with light switches not working and shapes being weird and everything. Oh. And, uh, oh. and I find myself trying to speak and screaming, unable to do so. Now, the way I figure out how to work, how to wake myself up, and I've been doing this for about 10 years now, oh, is, when I, is when I become aware that I'm having, and I, again, I think this is the night terrors. I'm not sure what it, I'm not sure, but I think it is, is I'll begin saying my own name the way, the same way William Shatner would say Denny Crane when he played that character. <laughs> and I just keep, and I just keep doing that till I hear myself saying my own name through my ears. And then Ooh. usually, and then usually I'm awakened to my cat pawing at me. Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, first, so first of all, I think I've described night terrors. And if so, I mean, it's a common thing, but yes. Does, is there is there something with the work that you do that explains that? Uh, sort of, but what night, night terrors are is basically from us stressing ourselves out. It happens. Because, it happens when I'm stressed. That's yes, you are right about when that. When you stress yourself out about everything else that's going on and around the world, there's always going to be that one little thing that maybe you drove past something and you saw it while you were stressed out. And that's what triggers this night terror. And uh -huh. then it just becomes that. And, and because you're so stressed out, because you are not clear of mind, because you cannot, it takes you longer to fall asleep because your mind is racing, 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 racing. And you got so much going on in your mind all the time. And you're just stressing yourself. And you're, because you can feel yourself when you're stressing yourself out, because when you're doing it, you're, you're just 
getting all tense inside. And when you're doing that, you're only thinking about bad things at the time. And since you're thinking about bad things and you're, you're pulling in more negative energy, you're coming, you're getting these negative thoughts from these negative energies that are around you because you're holding all this negative energy in you by being stressed. And that's right. what's causing the night terrors. Okay. Only, yeah. Only you are in control of that to make it go away. And the only way that you can do that is by releasing the stress, because like anything, stress, depression, all that stuff, you can go to a doctor and he can talk to you about it. You could go to somebody else and they can talk to you about it. Just like I say, if you were an alcoholic, I could tell you to stop drinking. I could tell you I'll take you to meetings. I can tell you I'll help you, but you have to decide to stop drinking. And I can't do anything about that unless you decide to do it. Just like, like I said, with the depression and the stress, only you can make that go away because it is, is, it is you who is keeping that inside of you, no one else. Right. Okay, so as we come toward the end here, I do want you to answer the title uh, question, which is why are we here and what is our purpose? Why are we here? Yep. Because we are here to help each other throughout this world. That's what you are here for. We are here because your life is not about you. It's okay to go out and enjoy your life and do good things your life, but your life is, you are here to help other people just for the sake of helping them. That's what we are here for. That's what our purpose is. It's all in one, actually, because it sounds like, why are we here? What is our purpose? We are here to help one another. And we can actually do that because there is absolutely enough of everything in this world to share. We could all share it together. We could live freely. So much so we could have everything. You, we could have everything that we've ever wanted in our lives. You could go out to the store and get a Porsche. I could go out and get a Porsche, not pay for it because we would have to get rid of money and power and greed. And we could all have these things. And then if everyone in the world could have a Porsche and everyone could have all the doodads to make that Porsche look good, and if we all had the same thing, the reason we go out and get these cool looking things is so some people can feel like they're better than someone else or look better than someone else or have uh -huh. just more than someone else. But if we all had to be able to have the same thing, then at that point, our wants and our needs would change. We wouldn't want those things anymore. And we could just have what we need and live a, a simpler lifestyle. So what are we here to do? We are here to get to that point because we need to because like i said we can go out and help each other just because we don't have to have a i don't i've got to get paid for it or anything like that we can do it just out of the kindness of our own hearts and it has to start somewhere so why not just start now because if you look around all we're doing is we're bumping into each other and 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 trying to hurt each other i mean we all live on the same planet. No one's going anywhere anytime soon. So we better start to get along with each other before we annihilate each other. We can't do that. We need to take care of each other because through this pandemic, people were saying, we're all in this together. Well, you know what? Before that, we were all in this together. We've always, always been in this together because all we have is each other. And we, can't, we got to stop hurting each other, stop tearing each other down, start lifting each other up because if you have negative people in your life, and they're tearing you down all the time and making you feel horrible. 
Get rid of them. There's nothing in a yeah. book that says you don't have to, you have to be with them. So get rid of them and be around the people who are a positive force in your life, the people who are going to lift you up and you're going to lift them up and vice versa and back and forth. And we need to get a point where if we do this and the ball starts rolling, maybe we can get to a point where we're all doing that for the same reason, for the same goodness that we could all be and take care of each other. But the reason we are here to learn these lessons and fulfill that purpose and that purpose is to help each other yeah and i think i think that's fantastic so we're right at the top here and i want to just turn the floor over to you for one more minute uh i imagine we do have some people in the audience this is actually a fairly popular topic with our listeners which is why we've had uh other mediums we've had folks who deal with resonance repatterning and uh inherited traumas and other forms of looking at the spiritual, the inheritance, and the, you know, just not hardcore on paper type of stuff when it comes to the influences that make us who we are. Sure. Uh, and that's actually part of the reason I was extremely intrigued to have you on today. So uh, for anybody who, like me, feels that this is something that is worth exploring further, uh, how, where do they go from here? I mean, do, uh, how do they contact you? What do they have to look forward to? Uh, if they want to uh, contact me and I can talk to them about this. Uh, they can find me. I have two different websites. I have one website for me for myself, Spirit Medium Daniel. It's at www.spiritmediumdaniel.com. That's one big long word. Yep, I got that uh, one. You can find that. Uh, and then also, we are doing a podcast now. Uh, it's called Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson. Yep. And the reason I did that is because there's so many other Beyond the Veils out there. I couldn't find myself when I looked myself up. So it's www.beyond-the-veil.com. Thank you so much. Yep. Oh, you're welcome. I I, I had a good time. I, yeah. I love talking to you. Anyway. I, I, appreciate, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, so make sure to check out those two links. I have seen a couple episodes of your podcast. I think you're doing really good work. So uh, spirit medium daniel daniel jackson thank you so much for being with us today it's been an honor and believe me in education thank you adam it's always a pleasure talking to you anyway we trust you enjoyed today's episode of the business creators radio show check out our previous and upcoming episodes on our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com while you're there be sure to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you until next time, have a great day. Take care.